Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. I mean, to be fair, that is true, right? Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It is the truth. Every single trade uh, impacts you. Our pal Jerry Ferrara is sitting on set. You know, let's, yeah, it's You Better You Bet, Nick and Ken, yeah, Thursday, Radio Row in Las Vegas, yeah, presented by yeah. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All sorts of good stuff coming up over the course of the show today. Let's get right into it, though, because our guest to start the show today, leaving off, like, we're picking up where we left off yep. yesterday with a billion amazing guests on yesterday's show. We welcome to the show, friend of the show, uh, Friend of our pals over at BetMGM, the great Jerry Ferrara, celebrity Knicks fan Jerry Ferrara, after our Knicks pulling some great moves, yeah. trade deadline day in the association. So Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, Jerry, welcome back to You Better You Bet. How's it going? I do feel like now I'm an official friend of the show. We've been through two trade deadlines <laughs> together and now a Super Bowl. So I am now a friend of the show. And, and, I mean, and we tell the story we were zoo, about yeah. what happened. So Donovan Mitchell, was he like, where was he going to get traded? Was he going to go to the Knicks? Jerry was in like essentially a Zoom call off camera. I was in your during, Zoom green room. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that is putting it very nicely for what the, the actual sh- thing was. The here. shadow so, realm right, or whatever. Here's, here's a, yeah, here's a link that you click and you just like have to hang out until we're in the break. And Nick on the air as we're going to break, be like, and we have some breaking news. We have a trade. And I can see like Jerry was like, yeah, like half paying attention. He's like Donovan Mitchell. And he kind of like looks up. He's like, it's going to the Cavs. Like that's what's going to happen. Like not going to go to the Knicks. I mean, you were you were crestfallen. Then you had to come on the air right after that. Well, yeah. And I think at that point too, it was almost a foregone conclusion he was right? coming to the Knicks. So it wasn't like, will he? It was it's happening and i think it was an audible gasp from me i, was like, <gasps> I think that really happened and yeah. uh yeah today was uh today was a fun one too redemption uh, so let's let's talk about that a little bit and jerry we'll get your thoughts on the knicks in the eastern conference but the knicks early and i don't have the details in front of me but basically trading quentin grimes and like the corpse of evan fournier yep. and some like three second round thing four hasn't played in, like a season and right. a half yep. for uh, bohan bogdanovich and alec burks who obviously was boyan. a knicks for, you gotta get used to it. it's like chef boyardee boyan i might just yeah. call him Chef, Chef Boyandi. That's going bad. to happen in New York. And, you know that. Yeah, and look, and he's he's averaging. As opposed to like, don't mess with the Bohan, which is like what you were he's doing. He's averaging yeah. 21 points per game. He'll right. start while Randall's out. So, Jerry, your thoughts on the New York Knicks trades today? You know, I read that trade too. I think when Woj reported it backward, like he he first posted it that it was Grimes two seconds for Burks. I was, I'm like, like, I, I was like, what the hell? Like right. we wouldn't trade Grimes for Donovan Mitchell. Now it's like Alec Burks. I'm freaking out. I'm like, great. So maybe we can't believe in the ownership and Leon Rose and it's over. Then I saw the Bogdanovich piece. So I like it. Now, for the Knicks now, I think it's really all about get healthy for the playoff time. We know our boy Tibbs loves to run guys into the ground. <laughs> Brunson. Yeah. Hartenstein has like stress injuries. So <laughs> I think this will help get guys healthy and eat up some innings. We needed guys to eat up innings at this point. So I think that's what this trade does. And Tibbs loves Burks. We know that. So I think it was a big win. I'm going to miss Grimes because I still believe. But I do think it's a good move for Detroit. Did, Detroit needs some help. And didn't like kind of my opinion, like DiVincenzo kind of made Grimes not irrelevant, but like the emergence of DiVincenzo at least made Grimes like a little expendable, it felt like. You mean the second best three-point shooter in the NBA I, after I, Steph Curry? He's averaging yes, like 30 sure. points yeah. per game recently. It's been amazing. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And like Josh Hart, too, is a part of that. Make it, you know, so I think it was a good move for everyone. So I'm excited. And now we got to just pray for help. We have to pray for help at this point. Well, and I'm sure, you know, you look at the standings and you kind of allow yourself to dream here a little bit. Like you look and it's you go down the teams. 
Boston is great, but I don't think I don't feel like people are that afraid of them necessarily in a playoff series. Definitely not the Knicks, who have played them pretty well in a couple games. Yeah. Milwaukee, a dumpster fire right now. Philadelphia, when is Joel Embiid coming? Like, you go down the list, and then you just get to the Knicks, and you get to Donovan Mitchell, which is really funny on the Cavaliers. Like, do you kind of dare yourself to dream? Like, I, like conference finals is kind of like the average outcome here a little bit, and now you're playing Boston maybe with a chance to play for a title. I have so much Knicks trauma. This is almost like an old <laughs> relationship. It's like we broke up. Now yeah. we're back together, but this is too good to be true. Like, yeah. I don't even – yes, I think everything you said is true. I don't want to allow my mind to go to Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. no, you have to. I think I, NBA, I, gonna, NBA Finals is totally how legit. About oh, you're gonna I'm going to right no, no, take what you – You beat the Celtics. I, I'm going to yeah. raise you. I think the Knicks are going to the Finals. Wow. We're going since Wait. the first time since 1999. And, well, I was going to say Tim Duncan won't be there, but here's here's Nicole Jokic. Right, we'll yeah, that's, that's a little tough. But, like, Knicks Celtics – this is not a Knicks fan saying this. Like, I'm not even a Knicks fan. I grew up a Celtics fan. Knicks Celtics in the playoff series. Who's the best player in the series? I, I think it goes Tatum, then Brunson. I, I have a lot of respect for I Jason Tatum. I think this year Tatum. it's Brunson. I think this year it's Brunson. It's it's close to me. The, right. the gap has narrowed. But it's just then, close. I mean, you got you're you're in the against the Celtics in the conference finals. It's going to be close with the best player. You can beat them. I think the Celtics a lot will hinge on them with the health of Porzingis. Yeah, if he's there healthy. True. He takes them to another level that is scary, right? And I hope he's healthy. By the way, I really do. I wouldn't want to play. I I like playing teams at full strength. I don't want to get the well. This guy was out. This guy was out. But yeah, I mean, if the big X factor too is is Mitchell Robinson coming back. Right. Now he's going to be doing some on the court activities. He was playing really well, so uh, I think that's a big thing that's hanging out there. Because then if you can start bringing Hartenstein off the bench again, we have we have a great center for all all forty eight minutes of the game. So I want you to do your. It's hard for me to do this sometimes. Also, as a Knicks fan, take like the trauma out of the, and then I want to okay. talk to you about the trauma. And there's a lot of it. Take yeah. it out of the equation for a second. Yes. You're looking at the Eastern Conference right now. But realistically, the New York Knicks make it to what round of the NBA playoffs? Take the trauma out of it and just okay. give us, you're a big basketball guy. Where do you think the Knicks end up? I think third round is real, is real, is yeah. really possible. And I think once you get there, I think all the rules go out there. Then it's going to come down to health, who's playing well, and who wants it more. So I think second round, you could still go with the favorites. I think once you get to the third round, it's just, it's a toss-up for me. So I do think conference finals is on the menu. What, Let's uh, go! What Knicks trauma did you want to bring up with them? So, all right. So where do you want to start? We only have like 10 minutes. Sorry, Eddie Curry, where do you want to go? Oh, no, I, I would like to go way before Eddie Curry. Oh, okay. Um, I, so the Giants are my favorite team out of all my teams. The Yankees, like, were winning when I was a kid. So it was always the Giants and the Knicks giving me lots of heartbreak. And I can, I actually think I've cried after more Knicks losses than Giants losses, I cried on the finger roll game with Patrick Ewing. Oh, I was, that was a tough one. I was, my mom and I were at game one against the Pacers of that series. We left, heard the crowd booing, went back in, and Reggie Miller was shooting free throws to take the lead. I cried on the Long Island Railroad on the way home. Which is the What's the most traumatic Knicks loss of your lifetime? Such an easy answer. You would think it's game seven versus the Rockets. It's not actually. I mean, that was pretty traumatic. Can I, can I guess? Sure. Game Charles Smith against the Charles Bulls. Smith. Smith yeah. again. That's always Smith what you what? say, right? Isn't that what you always say? That's um, like... Smith. That's not for me. That's not. I game six was worse for me because I think I was still. I'm like nine or ten at the time. I still felt like they were going to come back and win. Whereas you were a couple years older than me. You were probably like, no, like we're done. I cried after the Charles. That was one I distinctly remember crying in my brother's room after the Charles Smith game because we just couldn't beat the Bull. We were about to beat Michael Jordan. Yeah. And obviously the finals would have been great to win, of course. But even so, <laughs> we would have beaten, beaten the Suns. 
Yes. The Charles Barkley Suns that year. For sure. But even the year after when we did make the finals, Jordan was gone. So yeah. there still would have always been that little asterisk. Well, you won your championship without if we would have took us to game seven to beat them with Tony Kukoc and Scotty Pippen. Yes. Which was a great series, by the way. One of the, <laughs> the JoJo English flipping Derek Harper. I, and I hate JoJo English. Fight. That Phil Jackson sent him in like a hockey goon yes. like to start a fight with <laughs> Derek Harper suspect. And then like the Pat Ewing three in game seven anyway. Can I hear something really quick? Yeah. You know how like Jet Blue would show have like, you know, uh, NBA TV, you can watch Hardwood Classics. Sure. I on the floor. White once watched Knicks Rockets Game Seven. Really? For no, I I, I put talk about putting yourself. Maybe Starks, will, maybe Starks will make it this time. Right. What I did realize was how that game was so winnable. It was beyond yeah. winnable, even with the bad Starks performance. It was right there. 90-83 final loss by seven. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 90-83 sounds like today's NBA. Sounds yeah. pretty good. And the Ewing, the Ewing finger roll to me though is always like a unique piece of video because it's just like I can't even imagine that happening. Right? Like it's just everything about it. Like it would just be. Like if it was Giannis, he would just be seven feet above the rim and dunk it. Like and why instead did he finger roll? Right, and, and it's just, just so and it's stupid. Just, and the the in backboard cam, which is like the famous one, because you see the. I'm sorry, Jerry, but you see the ball. You see the ball coming, and it's just like. It just dink. I gotta I go call my therapist. I don't understand. This. But you watch yeah. hardwood classics on the plane, which <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, so, which team in the East is it? Boston? Are you most concerned about? I, I think it's it's Boston by far. I think it's not even, like a healthy Boston. I don't think it's close as to who the best team in the East is. Sure. Uh, of course, I'm never going to take the Heat lightly. That, I, I just won't. You know, even though they're having their issues, I think the Bucks will still figure it out. I do. I still, I'm, I'm scared of any team. <laughs> We're all I'm waiting every night. I don't <laughs> think like... they've gone to like the Giannis Dame pick and roll on offense nearly enough. I think they're almost holding it back. Sure. And that's going to be a nightmare to stop. And then they can still defend. I'm not counting them out either. Uh, but yeah, Boston for sure. And then I'm always afraid of the Heat. Always. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row Thursday, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, the site of the game you might have heard of called the Super Bowl. Uh, Jerry Ferrara is with us, actor, like it does great work with our friends over at BetMGM. You sneaker guy, right? Yes. Be honest, because for me, I'm I, I'm a sneaker guy. I have never worn Jordans because that son of a bitch ruined my childhood. Do you wear Jordans? At all the time. You, oh, come on. <laughs> all the time. And honestly, if I had to pick a shoe to die in, that's probably the one I'm dying. Well, well, we, well, we, we, we yeah. died inside as children well, watching right. him, so I guess what's the difference, right? I love it. What do you uh, what do you like in the game on Sunday? I'm sure everybody's asking that question. No, I, you know, I've thought long and hard about this. First of all, I'm excited for the game just because, look, last year was great with Casey and the Eagles. And, the, you know, the Eagles obviously had an interesting offense, but so down by Hurts. I think this year now, especially with, like, the touchdown bets, right? It's like you could look at the Niners. You can go so many different sure. ways. The Chiefs, it's really interesting because I do think you'll get the unexpected guy stepping up. They have to almost have the unexpected guy step up because you imagine the Niners will guard the middle of the field and guard Kelsey, right? That's what they do. They'll best, try. So. They'll definitely try. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a uh, final score prediction and who wins. I think it's going to be – all right. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm going to go, I'm gonna go 28 21 Chiefs. All right. So Chiefs in the over. Yeah, I, got, I feel the same way. You uh, you said something before we came on. You'd, you'd been to a couple Super Bowls, maybe as like, you know, actor, media capacity. You go yes. on, you do a bunch of interviews. You said this this was the first one you were going to get to go to. What do you, what's that going to be like? I'm, I'm both extremely excited and a little nervous because it's just a lot of people and I don't know what to expect. I, I've been to several. I, I used to play in that beach ball back. Actually, beach ball MVP. You're looking at a two time no direct TV beach ball MVP. Oh, that is not, true. Not one time. Two Two times. Two times. But I would always get out of there Sunday morning and right. try to get back to the couch. Uh, but no, this year I'm really excited to go. I'm going to eat like an animal. I'm watching the game. I have all action going. It's going to be great. So people like I forget this sitting here across from you talking. Maybe our listeners and viewers do also. You're, just, you're a regular dude. Like you're, like you're yeah. so down to earth. 
you're also like freaking like real deal like legit celebrity and like and you come across like the nicest most humble guy and you are get what's like the craziest celebrity experience you've had in your career i i've had quite a few uh <laughs> one that comes to mind was is a, it's actually a golf story i used to play in those pro-ams right and i won one and uh Let's just say one some, or two, like two times yeah. or one time. One. So one, okay. are you the first person to ever win like a beach ball MVP trophy and then a pro-am in golf? Guy, you have to I, be the first I, you one. You know, my Hall of Fame bid is really shaping up. Let's just be honest. <laughs> what sport are you the best at? Let's, do, let's get two basketball. things ready. We haven't even talked about really? the the, uh, the basketball career, but I basically got accused of cheating and I had a bunch of celebrities, some names I won't mention, no, like it, Michael Bolton, John Hamm, Kevin okay. Dillon, accuse me of cheating. Kevin, your own guy, Kevin Dillon, accusing me you? of cheating to okay. the point there might have been some jinx involved. It was almost a melee on the beach at Kapalua in Maui oh, at the nice Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. Because everyone thought, by the way, I'm like, look at the scorecard. I did nothing. I, Jeff Ogilvy is my partner. He did everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was almost a big celebrity dust-up, which I also think I would have won. Um, I would love for you, but we don't have a ton of time left here. Yeah. You were, I saw this on social media, and I kind of, like, marked out. Like, I thought it was awesome. I grew up, Entourage is one of my favorite shows. A lot of people say of that. Of course. Because it's because it was. Because, you know, it was. Because it was right. really great. Yeah. You reunited with uh, with your with your castmates recently at Comic-Con, right? Tell that story and, like, and what's happening right now with Entourage that you told us off air. Yeah, I guess because it is the 20-year anniversary since the show aired. Now, there's obviously all this reboot stuff coming up, which always comes up every couple of years. And then, yeah, we got invited to Comic-Con, which was surreal because we did an episode about Comic-Con like 15 years ago. And I, I just remember thinking, why, like that's such a Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy thing, like our booth is gonna be empty. But no, it, it was like an amazing turnout. And the four of Did us Did you having, really believe that? Seriously. But think about it, Comic-Con, like we don't have any famous costumes or like cosplay stuff, like it's Comic-Con. Right, you, you, like, you dress stylishly, that's right. like what no, you guys did like, on the show. But, but like, I'm being serious, I'm not blowing smoke. Like you guys were like a cultural phenomenon, like that's not, that's no BS. Like, right. I, I'm not surprised at all that you guys had a big crowd. It was all. a really good turnout. And um, I, I do have to say, too, just being there, we haven't all been together in seven years. We've wow. been together like wow. two of us, four, you know, not the four of us. So, and we go right back into the old, the old regime. So we're all just a little bit older, a little grayer. That's awesome. A little man. heavier, maybe, but we're still <laughs> we're still best of friends. You know? uh, anything you want to promote for our audience here? We have about 20 seconds. No, I just like I'm just happy to be here. And I really first time at Radio Row 2 we're in an environment like this in Vegas. Like I just can't believe this is all happening. So thank you to BetMGM for having <laughs> right. me out here. And you're going to the game. And I'm going to the I game. I mean, that's really cool. So yeah, just get, tune into my social channels because I'm going to be putting <laughs> some wild stuff on. Uh, better Nick slogan, bing bong or go New York, go New York, go. I like Bing Bong. Go New York, Go New York, Go has always kind of annoyed me a little bit. Well, I never loved it. I like we Orange and Blue Skies. Is and always honestly, really good and, like, and we were losers with Go New York, Go New it York. It just go. wasn't. I didn't like any. I like Bing Bong. It's, it, it, it takes. It gives you New York Give a us a Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Absolutely oh, love, love it. Bong Jerry, Jerry, you're the best. Thank you so much for the time. Yes. Enjoy the game. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Our Thank pal you. Jerry Ferrara here with us on You Better. You and better. we're off. And we're off here on trade deadline day oh, in yeah. the National Basketball <laughs> Association. Uh, at some point, we will get to it. We know that there were a bunch of big moves made, mostly involving our New York Knicks. We will talk about it as we move along. I didn't the have Hartenstein stress reactions as the first I, segment of the show I today, but that's, that's where that. we're at. Yeah. Great guests will join us as well. On the other side, one of the voices of Sirius XM NFL Radio, one of the best guys in the industry, Solomon Wilcott, stops by here on set Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here on a tremendous football Thursday on the BeckQL Network. You're listening to You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row, getting you ready for the big game with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Uh, awesome.
awesome to start the show today with Jerry Ferrara, our friend, uh, fellow BetMGM teammate, Basically Jerry Ferrara. Basically like NBA trade deadline expert, the I, Knicks it's, fan. It's, yeah. it's insane, the timing. So Solomon Wilcott's going to join us in a second. Jerry Ferrara, big Knicks fan, has been on with us twice recently. First time, Donovan Mitchell gets traded to the Cavs. He's crestfallen as a Knicks fan. And then today, the Knicks make a couple deals on trade deadline day. We've got great guests that will join us over the course of the show. Our bets for tonight coming up to close the program. But joining us right now, and this is a, a big-time treat for me, someone that I worked with for when I was starting my career at Sirius XM NFL Radio, one of the true nicest guys in the space, one of my favorite people, former NFL defensive back. You can hear him five days a week on the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio, on Twitter, at Solomon's Wisdom, my friend Solomon Wilcott. Solly, welcome to You Better You Bet, my friend Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. How's it going? Uh, well, hey, great to be with you guys. And Ken, great to meet yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. But this guy is like a you brother guys go way to back. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I'm playing hurt, as you can probably tell. The voice is fading. Yeah. But they told me I was coming on with Nick, and I'm like, I think I got one more left in me. Wait, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, let's let's get right into it then. I know you've probably done a ton of breakdown of the guy. Everybody wants to know, like, who do you like? Yeah. We have a lot of betters on this show, Solomon. We yeah. have a lot of people who bet on games. And it just – it's you line them all up, and people just can't get away from the Chiefs and the Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. And it's just – it's Mahomes, and it's just even people that are math and science. It's like, no, I just want to bet on Patrick Mahomes. Like, where do you lead in this game? What are kind of some of your keys to the game? Well, first of all, it's hard to go against a guy who's won 80% of Absolutely. the games he started since he's coming to the league. And it's not like he has a small sample size, right? He's got a large sample size, and has still won 80% of his games, gone to six straight AFC championship games. He's good, and he has no flaws. I could tell you two years ago, 2021, we all knew he had flaws. What was the flaw? Um, he tends to want to take the shots deep. Even when it wasn't there, he was going, he could not bring himself to be patient and wait for the opportunity. And that's the too high defense, right? That's the team exactly started running right. against him. Right. And now he's patient. You saw that in the AFC Championship game, second uh, half of the game against the Baltimore Ravens. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to throw into coverage. He's willing to take the dink and the dunk, the mid-range throws. Um, he's, he's so disciplined, but yet so talented, but yet from the neck up, he's brilliant. We don't give him credit for his football IQ. That's why he's a tough out. He's a tough guy to beat. Are you taking Kansas City to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah, but I don't I don't think it's a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. They are going to need the help with their defense. And the reason why is because the multiple players that the 49ers can run their offense through. If you ask them to run it through Christian McCaffrey, we already know that he's the primary um, threat on the offense. But you can run it through Debo. You can run it through George Kittle. You can run it through Ayuk at times. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk can beat you in this offense if you pay too much attention to the other guys and you leave him one-on-one. -on -one. He'll hurt you. I think a lot of people have kind of been wondering, and you mentioned Mahomes, all the great things that he brings to the I mean, it's a laundry list of stuff. He's awesome. He may be, maybe the best of all time. Yeah. A lot of people are kind of wondering, in this playoff run, the stat games haven't had to be there. Right? You mentioned the Baltimore game patience. Yeah. They've been running the ball really well. Right. Rasheed Rice is great. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's great, but it's Isaiah Pacheco running the ball a lot. Is, is that the game plan, do you think, in this game, or is this game going to get a little looser maybe than what we saw against Baltimore? I think it's going to be tight in the beginning, but I do think it ultimately is going to get loose. They have to. They, they can't help. The two coaches in this game, they know they have to run it just so they can do what? Throw the football. But that's what they really want to do. It's, a, it's about who can be most patient, allowing the run game 
to set up the pass plays that they're truly looking for. The team that is forced to play from behind, uh, let's be let's be careful to see if they panic or sure. they start to you know swing for the fences a little too Brock early. Purdy maybe for a Super Bowl, absolutely. Right? Or and even even the coach Kyle Shanahan right. who who had time. Listen, he's yet to score in the fourth quarter of both Super Bowls that he's called plays in as an offense coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons, as a head coach with the 49ers. I have faith in Kyle. Don't get me wrong. But uh, when you're losing in games, it it forces the play caller to be a little bit more intentional. Sometimes they can get a little more tight. and Sometimes they can get outside of themselves. And then all it takes is one more turnover from there. But now you have to swing for the fence. It did feel like they were like living on the edge big time against yes. Green Bay in the divisional yes. rounds and the Lions in the championship uh, round on championship Sunday. Yep. So Kansas City in the game. I agree with you, by the way. I like the Chiefs. Not a high degree of confidence. Definitely could go either way. Yep. How do you see it playing out as far as scoring is concerned? Like higher scoring game, like maybe like a lower scoring second half. The total in the betting market's 47 and a half. You don't have to give us like a bet on the game. But do you think this is going to be a game that gets into the 50s or maybe it's like 23 20 something like that i think it gets into the 50 i think it's over 50 in fact i think it's going to be a high scoring game six 60s uh, um uh, i'm going oh, close so to that yeah i'm getting so. close to that yeah but but plus 50 um i don't think you're going to keep down the kansas city chiefs offense simply because the 49ers have struggled to stop the run you've probably heard that all week right one of the reasons why they have a tough time holding the edge Right, their defensive ends are designed to do what? Get up the field, rush the quarterback. They don't want to anchor down. Both get washed down. Nick Bosa, but more importantly, Chase Young. He's not been good against the run. And when you start pinning, and the effort's pulling, not there either, right? For Chase Young, they had to get him off the field, man. <laughs> they had to get him off the field second half against Detroit. So, no, I think I think both teams have something working. Gone are the days, guys, where you get teams showing up to the Super Bowl without an Achilles heel. These teams are flawed. Every year they are. You know why? We have this thing called a salary cap, right? We have this thing called free agency. You know, if Tyreek Hill was still on this team, how would you feel about this game with the Kansas City Chiefs? The spread sure. wouldn't be but, what it is. No, certainly not. But he's not. Yep. And right. you know why he's not? Because you got to pay more. And so we're going to get teams showing up to the Super Bowl being less than perfect, being less than ideal, having an Achilles heel. What is the Chiefs' Achilles heel? Suspect wide receiving core who doesn't always come through for their quarterback. What is the 49ers' Achilles heel? A run defense that's given up over 70 yards per game more than what they did per game during the regular season. On the San Francisco side, you mentioned it before, like, how do you game plan for this team? They could go through Ayuk, they could go through Kittle, they could go yeah. through McCaffrey. I think what betters have been trying to figure out is – Who's it going to be in this game? Which I, maybe is an impossible question to ask you because you're going to say, well, it's whoever's working or it's balance is the key to everything. If you had to pinpoint a guy who could maybe exceed expectations, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey, do you feel more confident in one over the other? First of all, Debo. Yeah, you have to you have to go with the alternative. Uh, now it could end up being the primary, which is Christian McCaffrey, right? If Christian end up becoming the MVP of this game, I would not be shocked. However, I'd be shocked. If Steve Spagnuolo lets him get off, right? That means someone in one-on-one coverage is going to get off. So I would I would put easy money on the alternative to Christian McCaffrey. Number one for me, Debo Sam. Debo. D- Look, Debo. 
if he gets one-on-one, and they can run the offense through him. They're going to use him in the run game, you think? They're going to use him however they can. He's going to be used in both areas, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's but, one of my favorite yeah, th- looks is yeah. Debo over rushing yeah, yards. They, yeah. I think they're going to – he'll play over Elijah Mitchell, I think. If you wanted to prop bet somewhere and say, well, who is the next guy that could end up coming up crucial, I would put money on Kyle Juszczyk because I think no matter – unless you put a corner on him and you're not doing that, he can beat safeties. He can beat linebackers, right, as a fullback. The guy is a utility player that I think you can put money on. As a prop, I think he'll cash. Scored a touchdown a few years ago. Final question for you, Solly. You like the Chiefs. Who do you think wins most valuable? Is it as easy as just Mahomes wins, or you think it could be somebody else? No, if they win, it's because he had a great game. Now, you're not giving it to the defensive guy, because to me that means Chris Jones would be a disruptor. Do you know he's yet to have a sack in any of these three Super Bowls that he's played? That's crazy. Wow, I, I, I know that. Yeah. That is crazy. And they're two for one in those games. But but he is a great player. He does uh, get pressure, just hadn't been able to get home. Solly, this was awesome. We sincerely right. appreciate it. Absolutely. Sirius XM NFL Radio, the opening drive, weekdays, uh, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, this is great, man. Thank you very much. Enjoy the game. Safe travel. Stay well, and we'll talk soon. Nice to know I can make a play for you, even though I'm playing her. <laughs> the, the we'll ask you Colorado next time. Maybe we'll do that. That was awesome. Uh, Solomon Wilcox joining us here on You Better You Bet. Thank you guys very much, Solly. Appreciate it. Man, at Kansas City. Every, Kansas City yeah. for everybody, man. Well, well, I think, but not just Kansas City, the specificity of, like, Debo Sam. I mean, Debo Samuel in the run game came up again there. How, how many guests have we had on the show that have brought up this angle of just like using him to the absolute maximum. And, 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 and I love it. <laughs> and you, and like every interview you, you do, you just go, yeah, no, we've had a lot of smart people on the show and they all say the same thing, which is like Debo max usage, Debo involved as much as possible. Um, another, another voice that kind of brings that to the table. So yeah, I, I don't, you know, it's, I think what he was selling kind of like in terms of how he felt the game was going to play out. I basically agree with um, everybody just thinks Mahomes is going to win though. And I just, I'm like you say more on Island in terms of how, you know, when you, you have an opinion, nobody seems to agree with you. I just, I don't think like, I don't think he has to play well. For well, them to well, win the can game. I tell something? Cause I think like it's cause that's, it's a, it's an he didn't easy... go to Chris Jones immediately where he was like, well, if Mahomes doesn't play well, here's a guy. Cause it's kind of like, cause it's an, it's like, okay, Mahomes just wins. But I think if you think about it a little, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that our guests like don't think about, of course no. they think about the game. Well, and the quarterback like, to but, be fair wins like all the time, but like right. they don't think about it. It's like Solly, has forgotten more about football than we'll ever know. Right. Played in a Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals, but he doesn't think about this. Like, there like, like there a is a part does, of me you know? that's like, there is a part of me that's like, do I have, do I have an angle here that's like really good? And part of having an angle that's really good is that that's like the price is what it is because everyone thinks something is going to happen and you don't think that's going to happen. That's why the price. Like if if everybody, I guess if everybody sat down and they said, oh, it's Kelsey, oh, it's Pacheco, then they wouldn't have been priced the way that they were. We wouldn't have been able to bet them at huge numbers, and maybe that's part of it too. Uh, Want to do a little NBA trade deadline here? Yeah, I'll do for a couple minutes. All right, yeah. you better you bet here with Nick and Ken, live from Radio Row, Thursday, Las Vegas, Nevada. So I haven't seen, like, anything that happened, like, at the death. Are we really, like, is it just, like, the Knicks stuff? Is that the main thing that happened? I would say the Knicks, the Knicks moves are important. Um, teams that didn't do anything, the Lakers stood pat, which was interesting. The Warriors didn't do anything. But the biggest thing, too, I think Oklahoma City made a move. And, uh, and got Gordon Hayward from the Hornets. The Mavs got P.J. Washington from the Hornets. I don't know why I said his name like that. Basically, like, already admitted defeat on the Grant Williams move that they made in the offseason, being like, okay, cool, like, we signed you. This actually doesn't work at all. We're going to send you to Charlotte. So- sorry, Grant. And you get P.J. Washington back. So the Hornets kind of, like, emptied the cupboard, basically. They traded a bunch of their players. Um, Hayward to Oklahoma City is probably, like, 
the Bogdanovich to the Knicks and Hayward to OKC are like they're your two big moves. I think. All right, so let's talk about well, well, let's talk about my favorite team. For yes, a second. of course. Um, it feels like they were active. Yeah. That uh, last year in the playoffs, it felt like they did not have a lot of reliable three point shooting around Jalen Brunson. Okay. And it feels like they've kind of addressed that big time here. And like I liked R.J. Barrett a lot, but Barrett is not a guy that you really like trust to be able to just stroke it from downtown in the big spot. Sure. So Barrett out, Ananobi in. And now, like, I think everyone likes Quentin Grimes as a prospect. And, like, Knicks fans, I think, have been kind of trained to think that he's the second coming. Right. Because the Knicks have been reticent to put him in deals for superstar players like like Donovan Mitchell. But the emergence of DiVincenzo and, like, the confidence in him to knock down three-pointers, scoring tons of points here. Now, Burks, Bogdanovich coming over now. Randall's going to come back. Like Jerry Ferrara and everybody saying, wanted Bogdanovich, by the way. He's like the one guy that got linked to 10 teams. So like the Knicks getting him is kind of a coup, even though you're like, boy, on Bogdanovich. Like, yeah, kind of. Doesn't doesn't it? It feels like they slam. And I'm a pessimistic Knicks fan. Right. It feels like they absolutely slammed this today. It kind of feels like they've slammed like just roster construction for a year now, basically getting all these guys to come uh, to come aboard. Like Hartenstein is like part of a really good front office. Uh, just everything. Ananobi trade. So everything's been really good. But just to be like really clear. Just because, like, we have Jerry Ferrer on to start the show, and it turns into like, like Nick's bench and like who's who's going to take threes. And it's like this is like really in the weeds. Like nothing that happened today mattered in terms of like the title was won by this team because they got this player. I, like, I kind of think the Knicks won the title today. If the Knicks I'm win, kidding. if the Knicks win the title, it'll be because like Brunson emerges as one of the best ten players in the league by far. Like that'll be why it happens. It'll be because he's actually that thing. And yeah, other pieces coincide. And maybe they have the best defense in the playoffs. But like, look, the Thunder get Gordon Hayward. Like, that's cool, and now Josh Giddy doesn't have to finish games, and Hayward can play instead in crunch time, which they kind of wanted to do anyway. But in the end, it's SGA against whoever the other team's best player is. It's Dagnalt against whoever the other team's coach is. And, like, that that's really what it is. So, there were like, Kevin Durant got traded at, like, 2 in the morning in Arizona <laughs> last year. Yes. And, like, I, we came on the air, and I said, it's not often. There's, like, 10 guys who can be the best player on a team that wins the title. He's one of them, and he's moving. This is a really big deal. There's not even remotely close to the equivalent of that caliber of player that moved this time. So, look, the Knicks fans should be really happy. If you're a Thunder fan, should, they did something, which people weren't sure they were going to do. They should be really happy. You know, if you wanted the Warriors, if you're a fan of those teams, they didn't do anything. Okay, that kind of stinks. Like, you're the Lakers. All right, that's that's not so fun. But, like, the net of this is, look, if you like the team to win the title, you're still going to like them. If you like the Knicks before, you're going to like them now. Like, no, no big chess pieces kind of moved around here. Does Hayward move the needle for you at all for, like, a playoff series for, like, for the Thunder, obviously, and they'll have home court in the first quarter, right. right? maybe first couple rounds? My, my theory on the Thunder is going to be they're just early. They're just too early. We see it all the time with teams. Uh, a young Oklahoma City team with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden made the finals, lost to LeBron. Like, that's that's the ceiling for this team. They're just, they're early. And teams that are early, like, like Curry is so unique and he's so awesome because he won way earlier in his career than he was supposed to. But that's the rarity. That's the one in 30. That's the one in 50. That's kind of what the Thunder are up against this year. But look, like the smartest team, and they do another smart thing. How, how good is Solomon Wilcox? He's awesome. Great guy. Really I, nice guy. I you think. know everybody in the room and everybody's like, Nick is the best. <laughs> it's got to be a pretty fun room to be in. Well, a lot I mean, well, well, to be fair, it's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I think another guy who, who I think thinks that is uh, former <laughs> oh. NFL MVP Rich Gannon. Oh. And I think we're going to have Rich joining us coming up next. We're going to have to go find him during the break. Otherwise, we'll talk sports coming up next here on You Better You Bet. You're listening to You Better You Bet live from Radio Row, getting you ready for the big game with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley.
What a lame trade deadline, right, in the NBA? Well, that's why I just, I didn't want to be the, the wet, I'm always the wet blanket in like all walks of life. No, but I didn't, I, I didn't honestly, want to, uh, I, nobody, I, I somebody, need, with that. somebody I needs to are. provide like the yeah. context of, hey, like this is I really cool. Well, so I, know, also, I know, I know, I know. Well, I just mean in the last two segments where it's like, yeah, like this is cool. And you, all right, like Gordon Hayward's a fun player or something like PJ Washington's cool. But like, did anybody win the title? Did anything even change today? Like a couple teams got a little bit deeper. That's like, I'm hesitant to say anything happened beyond that. So like you, in all seriousness, you know, I, I know that you're right. I just want to like, as a Knicks fan, believe but like, that's that like, what I mean. Thunder fans can be excited. Laker fans, can, like you can be bummed and you could be excited. And like, look, if you're a fan of a team and your team gets better, you should be excited about that. That's like a cool thing. But just, I mean, we're a betting show. Like she'd be running out to bet the Thunder to win the title because they got Gordon Hayward. She bet the Knicks to win the East because they, you know, made three different, like a Bogdanovich, like, no is the answer to that and you know i would doubt the markets moved an inch on any of these uh these announcements and maybe it's the teams that did nothing that's more impactful maybe it's like the lakers and yeah the Warriors like what's your just... biggest yeah like what's your biggest thought other than like uh the trades that were made as like minuscule as they might have been like coming out of it teams that didn't make moves like what what kind of stands out to you i didn't know what the warriors were in it they didn't have a lot to do and the more you got later in the week like brian winhorst espn was on a, a lot being like don't be surprised if they just do nothing and obviously, like, you're not going to be able to find, you're not going to trade Clay Thompson. Like, that's just probably not what they're going to sign him to do a reduced contract next year. They can't really trade Wiggins because he's toxic. And I don't mean like as a human. He just, like, he just makes a lot of money and he's not With very the good. Tasting your right. lips, I'm wondering. <laughs> so it's just like, that's what it is. Great music video. She, she looks great flight, in that flight, music video. some flight attendant stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, just like those teams, like, look, LeBron and the Warriors have defined you know, 15 years basically of like who wins the NBA title and who's good. And they're kind of just both toast. And it just, it's like kind of depressing to see it. It's like LeBron and the Warriors account for basically every title forever since you and I have been alive and they're done. Like they're just done. Like it's the Lakers are cool and they're kind of good and the Warriors are okay, but they're not winning anything. And that realization just like, it hits me a lot. This, like, especially this season, uh, buddy heel to Philly do anything for you. I mean, it would if you could guarantee me Embiid would be back by the playoffs and and be great, which we can't. It, it kind so. of feels like what would I well, it's, it's a like, half and half, right? It's like yeah, like it 50, needs 50. to get you to the finish line. Yeah. You need scoring to get you to the finish line. Maxi with like kind of a disaster game again because he's just like I love Maxi. He's just like not an A guy yet. He's just not an A guy yet, and he's gonna be one probably, but he's not one yet. So you put him, it's like hey, everything runs through you, and we're shorthanded, and you got to go beat a good team. It's not gonna happen. And, uh, you know, probably end up in the play-in tournament. But it's just, when does Embiid come back? Healed as, like, a third guy with Tobias Harris, with those guys. Like, okay. And maybe Healed scores enough that maybe they can stay out of the play-in tournament. Like, this is kind of like a, man, we may not even get to the finish line. Like, if we don't score enough points. Now, maybe they can get the sixth seed. Maybe they get something like that. But, again, like, think of the minutia that we're talking about. Like, yeah, this is interesting. It's also just, like... Okay, like, so who do you like to win the title? The exact same teams in the exact same order that I liked them before. And I was really high in the Knicks. You know, that that Nuggets-Knicks, like, Nuggets over Knicks exact result, that thing is going to age in. It's already aged insanely. It's going to keep moving. <laughs> like, it's just, like, we are we are headed in that direction uh, until we get an injury, until something else interesting happens. You better, you bet, with Nick and Ken here, Radio Row here on a uh, on a Thursday. A lot going on here at uh, at Radio Row. Like, there's there's unfortunately like not much else to do right with the nba trade deadline yeah i mean i think it's uh i mean i can give you an award take here while we wait for a guest if yeah, you want go ahead. just something that's interesting and you texted me about uh i think i might have texted you about this but we talked about it on the phone yesterday <laughs> when i get kanish messages about nba awards i'm just like no oh, man what's this gonna be and it was uh predictable 
and I got a bunch of stuff last night from people. Hey, like, you know, I know he's like a really big favorite, and maybe that maybe he should just be a really big favorite. Is, Ty, is Tyrese Maxey going to win most improved player? Like, if you play this out down the stretch, Maxey's awesome. He's great. He's going to be an all-star. He's great in the first half of the season. But recency bias is a huge part of the awards. If Embiid's not playing and he's going five for 19 for like 12 points and they're losing a lot and he's minus 700 to win an award, I think it's okay to have questions. And with Maxey, it's always going to be, did people already think he was too good? And I know people kind of scoff at that notion. Like Bill Simmons does a podcast uh, the other day. He does his trade value podcast, which is always like a, a really awesome listen. And right in the middle of it, he starts doing awards. And he literally just says, I don't think Tyrese Maxey should win most improved player. This is an influential person in NBA media, not saying like it's close with a guy who's minus 700. No, the guy who's minus, <clears throat> excuse me, minus 700 just like shouldn't win. And uh, Kobe White of the Bulls should win instead. And I think if you bet awards and you hear that, even if he's like a minority voice in this situation and nobody else, like, nobody else thinks this, like it's a shot across the bow. If you bet Maxi or if you're thinking about betting into the market, you really got to pay attention here. Kobe White, Kaminga, like I like Shengun, but I don't know if anybody cares. Like, is it really, is it going to be maybe more, more of a great story this year? Like uh, Maxi and Shengun are the best players. The best player doesn't always win this award. Sometimes it's the biggest improvement, AKA kind of the best story. Okay. Like, the best story is like Kaminga going from like obscurity and potential to like a 25 point a game score. Okay. Good story is like Kobe white, who was like, it was going to be a bust, a lottery pick. And now he's like a 25 point a game score at 25, eight and eight all the time. So yeah, like that award, I think is going to get really interesting. Uh, Rich Gannon's going to join us in a second here. Rich, your thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. <laughs> so, so I say, uh, so this is uh, again, like in a long I'm line, a painful of, Sixers fan, by the way. Yeah. But how's, how's your guy doing? Yeah. How you feeling about Embiid? I don't know, man. I, I can't get right there. Terrible. Uh, joining us right now on the show is a guy that I worked with for a long time early on in my career. Produced his radio show on NFL Radio. Killed it. One Killed of my, it. Yeah, one of my favorite people Hasn't of all time. Hasn't been the same since you left. And that's actually true, right? <laughs> it is true. No, like it really is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't lie. Uh, for NFL MVP, Super Bowl quarterback on Twitter at Rich Gannon 12. Still doing great work for our friends at NFL Radio. Rich Gannon. Rich, what's up? What's up, my brother? It is so good to be with you guys. And, of course, I'm so excited for the game. You can just, you know, you spend time with the players and coaches. We were at uh, the opening night over there at the stadium, and you just get the sense that both of these teams are pretty comfortable. Got a great weekend last week in terms of the preparation. I think both teams feel confident, and uh, I think we're going to have a close game. Uh, you and I have never met before, Rich. Ken, really nice to meet you. Thank you for coming you, on. Appreciate it. Nick knows you really well. Everybody that comes by, yeah. Nick's their favorite person. Well, and, it's like, and it's like, hey, what's <laughs> up? Like, I, I'm over, you know, it's cool, whatever. It's good that he knows everybody. It's how we get great, really good guests on the show. What are some things you expect in the game on Sunday? A couple things really jump out to me. I, I think my biggest concern, if I were Kyle Shanahan, is the run defense. I, I You know, the, the Packers put 100 on him pretty quickly. Aaron Jones goes over 100. I think if you look at what the Lions did in the first half last week, rushing for 140 yards, uh, they had 183 yards rushing. That game. They averaged over six yards a carry. 49ers played better in the second half. They were asleep in the first half. The run defense. And, you know, Nick Bosa and Chase Young were missing in action when it comes to, to playing the run. That, to me, is a big problem. If we think about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they can run the ball. they got a guy named Isaiah Pacheco who runs with some attitude. And he's a smart guy. And they're going to attack what they think that they can, uh, you know, certainly take advantage of. I think they're going to run the ball a little bit. I think certainly Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big day. But I just don't know that the 49ers – defense right now is playing well enough to win a Super Bowl. You cannot 
Look what happened in the first half against the Packers, the first half against the Lions. You can't come out and not play four really good quarters against the Chiefs and expect to win. You like Kansas City in the game. I do. Tell us how I, you think I it's going to happen. When I saw the spread come out early, I thought to myself, what is going on here? What am I missing? I, people are focusing on a lot of the great players the 49ers have, and they have a great, great, a great team. But I, I say this. I'm not a gambler, Nick. You know this. But if I had my last $5 – and I was here in Vegas, I would never, ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I would also say this. If you interview 100 players and coaches that are in this room right now, and you said, in a got-to-have-it, critical situation at the end of the game, who's the one player you want with the ball in his hands? Brock Purdy. <laughs> Everybody is going to say Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty funny, by that the way. That was not bad, right? And by the way, I love Brock Purdy. I don't like him. I love the guy. And by the way, I call him the Rodney Dangerfield of NFL quarterbacks. Because he gets no what? The guy gets no respect. <laughs> and this whole nonsense about being a game manager. We just had Joe Montana on. Joe Montana was a game manager. Rich Gannon was a game manager. Peyton Manning. We all manage situational football. They're hating on this guy. He's a really good player. If uh, if the Chiefs win, and like we're all, we like the Chiefs in the game a little bit, if we're all right, is Mahomes just win MVP? Do you think Pacheco, you like the way he's running right now? You think he has a chance at it, or is it just Mahomes? I mean, the too odds, good? you know, when you look at the odds, it's usually the winning quarterback sure. that, that wins the NFL MVP award. And I, I think, you know, be hard pressed to bet against Patrick Mahomes. In big moments, this guy shines. And I think you look at last week against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Travis Kelsey, 11 catches in that game. Travis Kelsey has really come to life here the last couple of weeks, and uh, I think the Chiefs are going to play well offensively. Who is going to have what position player is going to have the best game coming up on Sunday? This is a prop betting question. So basically, like, who do you think is going to exceed expectations? Who's going to go over their yardage? position player. Right. Like, yeah. who's going to have a massive game on Sunday? You know, Isaiah Pacheco comes to mind. I would also tell you that a guy that could really affect the outcome of the game, Brock Purdy is six feet tall, six feet and one-half inch. Okay, if you watch the Packers game, he didn't fare well in the beginning of the game with push up inside. The Lions got push up inside. It affects them. He's not a big quarterback, Nick. Not much bigger than you. <laughs> like, and yes, he is. And, and yes, I'm just, he is. I'm he just might telling be you, bigger. you yeah. might have heard of a guy named Chris Jones who's 6'8", 310 pounds. I think their ability to push and affect the pocket inside could be a big story in this game. I think Chris Jones could have a big, a big, uh, have a lot to do with the outcome of this game. Now, he may not have five sacks. I'm just telling you, but. Uh, he could have a big impact on this game. Far be it from me to make it about me. We had a lot of good times no, together. No, no, hold on a second, Nick. Stop talking about you. Let me talk about Please you. Please do. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, no, I'm, that's where this is going. Yeah, right. So just like, like I, I, this is the truth. Um, work, you had a great saying that I always remember and think about, and it's about pressure. Can you say what it is? Yeah, there's two types of quarterbacks in the NFL, those who feel pressure and those who apply pressure. And, and I always remember that. And I always, like, when you feel pressure, yeah. pressure either bursts pipes or it makes diamonds. And, and working with you and Adam, like, especially like working at NFL, it was intense, but in the best way. Yeah. Made some diamonds. Do you remember what I used to say to you guys that you loved about what I wanted the final score to be at the end of our shows? Oh, yeah, it was like some crazy number. 73 nothing, yes. which is the highest scoring margin of victory yes. in NFL. We, we weren't looking to win 10 No, we were looking to dominate people. We were looking <laughs> to win 73 nothing. Yeah, that's that, what we did. And, and we definitely did. Those were great times, man. Bro, I missed you, and it was so much fun to hang with you and, and have great respect for your body of work. Awesome. Uh, can we do this again? Anytime. Um, I'm easy. Great. Well, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, uh, NFL MVP, Super Bowl quarterback Rich Gannon on Twitter, at Rich Gannon 12 joining us on You Better You Better. Appreciate it, my man. Thanks, Thank you, Rich. The great Rich Gannon on the show. Just love that. I mean, just, yeah, just, yeah, pop in for a few minutes. You you know everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, it's unbelievable. You know, The guy just, Nick walks around the room. 
and uh and it's just oh hey what's up hey what's up and everybody says the same thing it must be pretty awesome to meet like 100 people and have them all say like you're awesome well here's what and like in all seriousness yeah. this this will as we do more of these this is going to be the same thing for you i understand well to a certain degree right like it's just like you have this and you work there's a the thing nick always says the nfl is his favorite sport because it is and it's because he worked in it like I don't I don't have that even though I love sports. So like this is a, this is like a this is your time. This is a Super Bowl. Hour 1 done, hour 2 for you coming up on the other side. More great guests Super Bowl breakdown with Nick and Ken.